Hey guys, Carmen David here, and you're listening to Brad Navy Hour. Hey, what's going on? This is Master G coming your way. And is there an hour you need to lock into? Yes, it's the Brad and Avery Hour, the only hour you need to lock into. Yo, 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 what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back. The Brad and Avery Hour is on the air. Episode 41. Avery Lewis McDougal here, and the guy to... I'm Brad. Yes. <laughs> you know, Brad, you you got a beard now, well, yeah. a red beard, red hair. Nice. It's long. Became paler. A bit. Yeah, so it's a tad bit pale. Sexier. <laughs> wow, well, you sure about that? You positive about that? <laughs> For the, this uh, isn't a radio show, so you can... Well, at least beard. your beard's not scruffy, young man. You're probably wondering. Look at this. Look at this that's, that's called TV friendly. It's called being garbage. TV that's friendly. It's that's called being. This little chin thing here. What is this mustache? No one can see that. No one can. Right. So you should shave it. See, for those you wondering, if you want to know who this hater is, this is Mr. Mike Wilson, a longtime contributor on Avery Sports Show. We did a podcast many moons ago on Blog Talk Radio called Three Minutes with Mike and Abe." It lasts about a month. I think Avery told too many jokes that I just laughed too hard. So. <laughs> I mean, Avery's just too funny to do a show with. And we'll see if uh, he's matured a bit. Well, every episode, I had witty comments, but you couldn't keep it together. Every episode, you were laughing in the background during every show of Mike and Abe. Right. Uh, Who's the mature one, Mike? You or me? I had great comedy. You yeah, couldn't handle it. I guess I, I couldn't handle it, but I'm here. I'm trained. I'm stronger. Well, I don't know about that to one. To handle the jokes oh, or right. the takes. The takes. Yeah, Avery, do you got any hot takes tonight? What are we talking about on the show? We're talking about, we got a lot coming your way. We're talking CFL free agency, the Oilers death march, because you know it's going to be a lottery team. It's lose for Hughes, lose for Hughes. Lottery. You know it's going to happen. We'll talk about NBA, talk about all-star game. This guy's a LeBron guy fan, fortunately. What kind of a jump shot in the screen here? And hey, I, I'm, for the first time in a long time, I have a lacrosse person next to me. So we'll talk about a little National Cross League. They're expanding. If you if you know the National Cross League, we had a team here years ago, the Empton Rush. Empton Rush. Now Saskatchewan. Now there's two more teams coming in New York and Halifax, Nova Scotia. And, you know, we'll talk also, of course. Of course. Baby. Give it down to the river, <laughs> way to the sunlight. I wanna be your left hand man. And see, and for those of you who don't know, Mike is a musician. I'm a musician. He's you can a... tell by those great skills I just showed off. For you. What is your band's name, Mike? No such thing as Ghost. Yeah, check him out. I've seen. That's my qualification now. A friend of Avery's used to work for the NLL. Yeah, on Twitter. We were banned by the National Cross League. Once. And then we worked for the National Cross League. Yes, because many years ago, Mike wrote an article for our now defunct website where he bashed a team owner. The website's still up. Is it? So, yeah, you can go look it up. <laughs> the LL blog where you, that article, you called an owner, the owner of Calgary, an idiot. He was an idiot. I said by He was like, hey, our team, not making any money, so I'm trying to sell it. And uh, hey, it's Mike. It is Mike. Uh, we're not making any money, so we're trying to sell it. I'm like, oh, a great thing to do when you're trying to sell something is be like, it sucks, it, I don't want it, and no one wants it, it sucks. I was like, oh, that's not really good uh, salesmanship. I no, was, it wasn't. I was in high school at the time. Yes, and the team was... Now I have a business degree, so I can definitely confirm as, that business. As like, it was the Calgary Roughnecks, who are now a success story, but back then they were fancy struggling, and players didn't like you bashing them. Their franchise. Play, players don't like it when you say bad things about them or they people who cut their paychecks no it's very surprising the cool thing about nl twitter is like it's very small so a 16 year old blogger can 
get in trouble with the league. Yes. Players. Could you imagine if if you just like a random teenager wrote a tweet being like, "Hey, the Oilers suck. I hate Daryl Cates. Like the management has no clue." Yeah. Uh, do you, could you imagine if the NHL was like, "This man not allowed to uh, work video crew in any of our, <laughs> in any of our buildings." <laughs> Which happened to me. Yes, it did. I it's tried true. to just be the guy who holds the cables for the camera, and uh, they're like, "No, yep. can't do it." But they gave me a year-long press pass uh, on my first day, and then after that, they said I couldn't uh, do the job anymore. But I just kept the pass and uh, attended the rest of the games for free. Which is quite funny and very National Lacrosse League that no one took the pass from you. Yeah, <laughs> National Lacrosse League, baby, catch oh. the fever. I keep having the the. Uh, the instinct. I want to like. I keep miming all these motions to the camera. We're not on radio, so I feel like we got to put on a visual show. Yes, to an extent. Yes. Yes, as Mike. Also, I'm sure you. You in drama? Were you we drama kid, Mike? Like grade eights. Grade eights. Didn't work music. Not a, I don't know if I can act. Why? Everything. You say that? Every, all of this is just me. Just, that just is, me. My gosh, I just trust you. And Mike, as he goes to the show, I do want to talk to you. But I mentioned in the intro, the CFL free agency, and of course. To many people, the worst nightmare came to fruition with the Eskimos losing Mike Riley. Yeah. But I gotta give a lot of credit to Brock Sunderland. You lose Mike Riley to BC, and then you bring back Trevor Harris and Greg Ellingson to your offense. That's a great move on his part. Yeah, it was very surprising that you didn't you didn't go into that day with all the rumors going around that Mike Riley was leaving, and so it seemed like that was a done deal. And you mm. didn't. So no Eskimo fans really going into that day being like, "Well, I bet the team's gonna overall still be better." Like everyone was like, "Well, this is the end." Uh, all the good players are going to leave because Mike's gone. No one trusts. Yeah. No one trusts the management anymore. Uh, the dark days are here. Might as well move us to the East Division. <laughs> um, and he went and signed uh, basically every other good player who was on the market. That's true. And uh, so the team now is overall better. Uh, I wouldn't say obviously Trevor Harris isn't a quarterback on the same level as Mike Riley. Only him and Bo Levi Mitchell would be up there. But if you had to look for a third-place guy, I don't think that's that's a bad pick. Uh, Lynch the Grey Cup last year. Mm-hmm. Had a great game in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Didn't really deliver in the Grey Cup, but conditions weren't great. And uh, that Calgary team is definitely one that you don't mess with, so you can't really get it on. Uh, Avery is watching the show. <laughs> I'm sharing the while link. While we record it. I, I'm sharing it to the people. Yeah, that's so, all good content. Could so share. they did that. So yes. they, they redid the entire receiving core with two uh, two of their top receivers last year, Duke Mitchell, and, uh, Duke Williams, Duke, Duke Williams, and, and Brian, Brian Mitchell. Mitchell sorry, <laughs> um, leaving the team. So they bring in Ellingson. They brought in Devaris Daniels, mm-hmm. um, uh, Smith, who was their draft pick from a couple years ago, coming yes. back from the NFL. I think that's going to be a huge addition. He can be a breakout guy. So I think you know on offense things really stay the same. Bringing in Sir Vincent. Uh, Sir Vincent Rogers, yeah, yeah, always great on the O line. The Eskimos O line did struggle last year, keeping Mike Riley protected. So Trevor Harris might uh, not have to worry as much about that as Mike did last year. And then with the defense bringing in uh, Anthony Orange and a bunch of uh, linebackers, mm. um, really, really bolstered what was a weakness for the Eskimo for this Eskimos team for a number of years now. So overall, maybe on the offense takes a little bit of a hit, but. With Jason Moss, I really do, I'm not too worried about getting a lot out of those guys, getting right. the best game out of those guys. But rebuilding the defense and shifting into 
uh, a new defensive coordinator who plays a lot more man-on-man defense, adding these playmakers uh, might make a lot big of a different, bigger of a difference than you might think even at this point. No, my, in Western Division, now we mentioned Mike Riley leaving for BC. Also, Deron Carter is now gone to BC as well, and he's a guy where you know he didn't really do much in Toronto. But I think I think uh, we will play a little bit more with uh, Devon Claybrooks and I think Kirby wants to try and rebuild him and get his game back to where it used to be a couple of years ago with the Riders. I, I, I don't even believe in him. I, I, I don't think I'm a believer. I think the CFL is a league where you see a lot of receivers drop off the face of the earth, and that's kind of it. I don't I don't know the last time you saw a real reclamation project on that. Would it be um, two Eskimos? Uh, examples would be Fred Stamps and Gary Spoman, two guys who they cut seemingly uh, at the top of their game. They Fair just thought they made too much money. They go to other teams and they just can't make it happen. You know, Bowman cut last year, goes to the Bombers, can't do anything, gets uh, gets cut, and he goes to when, the Alouettes. Yeah. So I, I don't think that you know him at this point uh, bouncing around is going to be too much. Uh, I think if you were Saskatchewan at that point and you cut ways, I don't like to default to authority on a lot of stuff. But you mm. have to think there was a reason for it then. And then you didn't see him really break out in Toronto. So you have no. to think maybe they thought they could they could go on without this guy. And, and I don't think they really uh, have been proved wrong at this point. No. And, you know, I always felt the schedule. I always felt that it was really odd to see Deron Carter playing both ways. Because what was really the purpose of doing that? Because Well, I think it I was. Mean, I he think he it, could do it to an extent. But what was really the point? Well, it was that NFL scouts wanted to see him play both ways. And they wanted to see mm. how him play defensive back. And the riders were accommodating in that. They were like, okay, well, we can do that for you. We want you to stay here. And that's why it was very surprising when he got cut. And he was still putting up good numbers. He was. But, uh, maybe... You know, he didn't go, he wasn't really dangerous in Toronto and that you can go, maybe the, that Toronto team, especially at the quarterback position, wasn't as strong, so it's hard to show off those kind of skills. Mm-hmm. But it really is, like, football is a game where you see these players, especially on offense, I think, at the top of their game, and then they just fall off an, a, a cliff. True, anyway. and you yeah. don't really know what to expect out of them anymore. So he's not a guy that I would really bet a lot of money on uh, or, or not money on being a breakthrough guy, but it wouldn't surprise me either. Obviously, he has the talent, mm. but if he's lost a step on either side of the ball, that can kind of uh, segue into just falling out of the league. That's true, of course. And in Calgary, you see now, there's a whole rumors of where's Bo going to go? He's going to go to the NFL, he's going to go somewhere else, and Bo signs back in, in Calgary, stays there. I'm a little bit surprised. I thought he was going to go to Denver. He would not be a starter, but be a backup, and he didn't happen. He's sitting here in Canada now for one more year. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I'm, we're speaking, and we don't really know what kind of offers were placed in front of him. But obviously, sure. you know, he's a competitor. He wants to come back, win a Grey Cup on a still good Calgary Stampeders team, um, and he, you know, he wants to keep that legacy going that he's certainly building for himself Absolutely. as a, a top quarterback. As much as you know, in the past, I'd like to uh, to beat him and say he's he's overrated. But you know what? The numbers speak for themselves. The wins speak for themselves. He he doesn't go down easy. He's a competitor, and I think that's what he when he went into those NFL trials, he said he doesn't want to just be a practice player or a third string. He wants the chance to play, and either he didn't get that or he didn't believe that. And when you have these teams drafting quarterbacks, even in the third, fourth round, whatever, just come in, they come with these draft signing bonuses. Like, are those guys going to get the rep? Those guys are going to get the reps right. that Bo was looking for. And as an older guy. As an NFL team, you'd be like, okay, well, this guy came up from up north. We don't really know what to expect, but are we going to waste a bunch of reps in camp for him when we have these young guys that we'd rather see that we've already paid a bunch of money to? So that's why I don't think maybe it worked out there. Right. 
but he has a good situation in Calgary. It's not like he's making chump change. No, exactly. He's, he's, he's making good money. Actually, the more surprising thing was not him seeing in the CFL, but he had the opportunity to become the first quarterback or the first player in CFL history, as far as I know, uh, to make a million dollars a season. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but his offer from the Toronto Argonauts during the free agency period was $750,000 plus each year an extra $50,000 for, uh, for each year that he wants to play. So he could have gone up from 750k, 800,000, 850, 900, 950, up to a million dollars or plus, because you know the quarterbacks, especially uh, quarterbacks, seem to have pretty good longevity and they don't face that same aging curve that no, you see exactly. from receivers and running backs. So you can see him playing in the league for a long time. Even Mike Riley, going back to him, said, you know, he just signed a four-year deal, but mm. he wants to play into his 40s, and he doesn't see uh, joining another team besides the Lions at this point, especially with this living situation, how he sees the team building in the future. So I was surprised he kind of turned down the money, but at that point, you know, you want to go with a team you're familiar with and one that you think can win. These guys are competitors, and I don't think a couple extra, you know, a, a few extra dollars here and there um, is enough to, to change that out of them, right? The Eskimos were willing to match his deal with uh, Mike Riley's deal with BC, but he believed in Ed Hervey's vision a lot more than he believed in Brock's. And you can't, you can't blame him for that. Maybe that's just what he wants to do. It's a little bit closer to home, but that's a secondary issue for him. So exactly. you have to think that, you know, it's not all about money uh, to a certain point. No, and you mentioned Bo. I mean, Bo knows Calgary. He's won there before. It's kind of, it's kind of a situation. And that's still going to be a team where I don't see Calgary dropping off to becoming a 7 or 8 win team. That's still going to be a 12 or 13 win ball club in Western Division. My no, point. and it's like, you know, you never see them uh, losing a lot of players. They're a pretty no. consistent team. And even when they do, they always find more. So the Calgary Stampeders are never a team that I count out for anything as much as I would like to. <laughs> you know, and one team that, you know, for a few years we've been counting out for a while, I wonder, you know, they have a new uniform, trying to have a new vision is Montreal. You know, I saw Montreal last year when Tony Pipkin, there was some light at the end of the tunnel. Do you see Montreal not being awful next year, Mike? No. <laughs> and it's like awful by what standards? Like, are the Hamilton Tiger Cats going to win the East Division with an 8-8 eight eight record? Like the Montreal, uh, uh, the Montreal Alouettes oh. didn't really make anything that that really makes you a believer. Is Johnny Manziel going to come in this year? And he's now a professional CFL quarterback. Like he, he knew, no. I don't, I don't think he showed anything last year that said that he was at that level and that he can deliver those skills. I was a believer at first, but I was never a guy being like, oh, he's going to be an all star. But I wanted to see how he did, and and I don't think what he did was bad. He wasn't bad. I think he's definitely the best quarterback that. The Alouettes have to put out there. He has to learn some more about the game of football. He's still not a... Well, I, the surprising thing to me, though, is I don't know how much of it is learning the Canadian game, and I don't know how much how different it is. Reading defenses and stuff like yeah. that, obviously big. Of course. Um, I think the dimensions of the field is overblown. It's like you, you throw a football to a guy. I don't think You're it's right, like, though. oh, he's an extra 10 yards over there. It's like, okay, I'll just put a little bit of mustard on it. And he's shown that he, he still kind of has the arm, but the accuracy isn't there. No. Maybe the vision isn't there. Um, the mindset isn't there, uh, I, and I don't really think it's an attitude problem either. Like people say, he's got these quotes. He wants to play. Like he came up here to play football. I'm not going to yeah. fault the man for being frustrated for not being put in that, uh, for not being the starter. Or, you know, he came up here and he wants starting quarterback money. And I think you know, as a, as a player, you want to fight for um, what you think you can earn. So I don't blame him for anything there. I just don't think his on-field results are backing that up. Which, you know. I, I don't think there's anything more to say that there. Uh, it was a bit surprised. Maybe some people were vindicated, some people were surprised, but 
I don't really see that making a change in him coming back and putting himself on that level of Foley by Mitchell or uh, Mike Riley no, anytime soon, and nor do they have the tools really around him uh, to make that happen. No, I agree with that. You know, watching Montreal play, like, they had no O-line. You're watching him drop back, and a second later he's scrambling because he was getting killed in the pocket. Like, right. he had no time to throw the football and, Montreal. And who does he have to throw it to, right? Yeah. So No one really right now. That's the problem. And, you know, even even going into this year, all the big free agent plays were in the West. Like, Yeah. So, so I don't see the East getting much better. Uh, Toronto, they have their quarterback issues. Uh, yeah, I got that. Ottawa has no quarterback right now, or no. really no qualified starter that you would say has, you know, has started in the Canadian Football League before mm-hmm. and can prove that they can win football games for you. Like I don't see, I don't see that. So you got Mazzoli in Hamilton, and that's it. It, like, then, right. then Manziel, what? He's the second best quarterback in the East. Yeah, and he, he wouldn't even be a starter on most te- on, on any West team. No, and Ricky Ray, I believe we he's over, over dinner. Ricky Ray, I think Ricky Ray has played last game in the CFL. We have, I don't see a quarterback in what thirty eight years old coming back from a serious neck injury to play another season. I don't see it happening. No, and I thought he should have retired at the end of the Grey Cup. He like should have did it and on the storybook ending. But you know, he came back. And she, like we we keep coming back to them. these guys are competitors. Yeah, and they they're not playing the game to cash a check. They're playing the game because they love it. Mm-hmm. Like they they you know I don't I'm not going to comment on what they do with their money, but. You know, if they, they keep it right, a lot of these starting quarterbacks who are making half a million dollars a year, it's pretty easy to be like, we'll save a bit and we'll invest in, you know, playing an extra year isn't going to, not playing an extra year isn't going to financially bankrupt my family. So I would hope. Uh, so you have to think like, you know what, he just wants to keep playing as long as his body will allow him. Uh, that first game, they were like, your body is no longer going to allow you to do this. Yes, so you, have, no. you have to think. Exactly. No, every athlete faces their demise. For you, unfortunately, it was game one of last year. Right. And you know, retiring could have avoided that, so it's a 20, 2020 hindsight kind of thing. If he came back this year and won back to back Grey Cups, you know, I'd be eating crow. Yeah, yes. But and I know we have a question in the chat room. I see uh, Andy Babic has Andy, a question. What will Edmonton's next NLL be t- team be named? I want them to be named the Aurora, just because I think that's a cool team name. You know, they like those singular nouns in the National Lacrosse League. Yeah, mm-hmm. be a cool team, great color scheme. And also, it reflects Canada's new uh, affiliation. For marijuana. You know, I don't know if they'll go for that as a connection, Mike. I'm sorry. I, you know, Players, uh, come here. You can smoke me. Well, you know. <laughs> Jeez almighty. You would make the comment. That's a, that's a new that's a new uh, free agency tactic. Come here and smoke. Well, as if, as if like a professional athlete has ever, I guess outside the NFL or whatever different bias they have. Has uh, has been be like oh, you smoke weed like as if an NHL player would get caught for using using weed. Well, the, well that's the whole thing. Then we'll do the whole TSN six part series yeah. on marijuana and sports. And to me, let's be quite honest. Everybody knows I'm a t- I'm a total I don't drink, don't smoke. A total but- square. <laughs> wow. But even even I know if you if you penalize guys for taking marijuana, that makes no sense. Well, they, but, they, but the NHL doesn't. I'm pr- and the NHL doesn't, and I'm pretty sure the MLB just freely lets you do it. I think so, yeah. The NHL is like, hey, don't do not do it. 
but we're not going to do anything about it if you do. And the MLB is just straight up like, yeah, smoke as much as you want. We don't really care. Like, it doesn't affect your performance. It doesn't affect you to be a better player. No, it, it's dumb. Well, um, when it comes to performance dancing, I think the thing that people relate it to as, as much of a stretch as it is, is in the recovery. And that's what steroids is a lot of. It's not just like building muscle, but it's mm-hmm. how much how quickly you can recover. And after games or after a workout, you really want to rebound and get back into top shape as, much, as fast as you can. And stuff like CBD or THC mentally or physically really uh, can help you reset. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what these guys are kind of looking at yeah. is how much, uh, how much it can help players who, you know, had a rough game or, or, or pushing themselves to workouts, maybe harder than other players to recover. And they think maybe that's an unfair advantage. I think I think that's a stretch, mm-hmm. but but that's the reasoning I've heard. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, what? I would rather personally have a guy indulge in, like I said, in CBD oil, whatever, than be in the back popping seventeen toroidal pills, which are horrible for your liver. Like these pills right. are horrible for your system. And, and at okay. the end of the day, it's it's an ancient PR uh, philosophy that really gets it. Was like, oh, we can't have our players doing illegal drugs, but the legal drugs will hand out will hand out like candy. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And and it doesn't make any sense from from a logist, uh, from a logical level, but they just go like, ooh, you know, people think drugs are bad, so we can't have our players doing that. But people, oh, painkillers cure pain, even though you know most pain like heroin, all that stuff started as painkillers. Yep. Uh, and and the opioid ep- epidemic is is worse than than any of that stuff. No, so. Exactly. I mean, a hundred years ago, you get cocaine and your Coca Cola. Right. A true story. And NHL players do to this day. Well. well we do allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Gee, don't forget. I'm not trying to get a sued mic. I'm not naming any names. <laughs> I haven't named a single one. Oh. But it's like it's it's that's that's the attitude. <laughs> that's the attitude that comes with it, right? It's like you know that someone allegedly <laughs> is doing drugs. Yes. Uh, but you don't you don't see it really come out of, of the NHL being like, oh, we caught this guy. Like no. P- and, and even I I mean if you're talking with the NLL over like. The NFL or the MLB uh-huh. performance enhancing drugs are things that all over the NHL. Yeah, it's and true. it's really like, it's really easy to see like oh this guy hasn't missed a game in his 15 year career, but also he's just ginormous and hits people every day. I wonder what's going on with that player. I don't know what his number. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you know what? You know you're you're something else, Mike. <laughs> see, you see when you bring in a guest co-host. He gets he gets the in trouble. Wild card, but, but the wild card. It's oh my gosh! The new Brad Nabry hour, sexier, wilder, sexier. And beardier. Yes, very beardier. <laughs> although I'm sure Brad's beard is better. Uh, we'll have to figure that out. And my beard I don't off? think it is. Well, anyway, as we my beard does not come off. It's attached to like um like 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 Tom's goatee hangs up on a hanger. What is with? <laughs> this is not a disgust. <laughs> Everyone on at least the Golden State Warriors <laughs> for such a good team, just abhorrent facial hair. <laughs> I I don't understand. Like like uh, Kevin Durant's little chin chin extension yeah. there. Steph and Clay got those terrible goatees. <laughs> like people are gonna look back and be like, ah, the greatest team ever to exist. Just terrible facial hair. I don't know what they, you know what though hey if we, when you go seventy three and nine you could have uh oh, yeah, you, you can do whatever you, you want you could have a hacked up patch of it I don't care yeah yes. like you well yeah. hey no one can really you see this seventy three and nine why well, maybe yeah, I will one just, day let's maybe just, let's just one bring day this closer see Mike tries on my facial hair I thought look at that, that bad see? look at that what no turn your head what do you, what do you look at those sideburns 
Yeah, yeah there you go. It's kind of fuzzy. A little bit. I need a haircut. A little bit of a fuzzy peach. Hey, my barber's closed on Monday. Welcome to the beard and Avery hour. My barber's closed on Monday night. That's my excuse. Oh, okay. Yes, he's looking about uh, Tuesday, You don't know how to Wednesday. shave? Shave my... Well, I shave you sometimes. Avery doesn't know how to shave. I do. Yeah. I shave. I want, I, want a, I want a professional shave. I want a professional... Me Look up. at this, Avery out. He's throwing his... Oh, I'm going to get other people to shave my face. <laughs> don't you? Flashing it around. No, I've never got a hot shave. I do it myself. <laughs> Wow, that's that's a poor man's life. No, I'm kidding. A poor man's life, but needs to great beard. <laughs> I've had one in a couple years, so I'm I'm living it up now that I uh, see, throwing it out over the last couple weeks. See, Mike is a man child. He's actually 14 with a full on 14, beard. 14. I have a a big deep voice and a beard, so I, it lets me get into great adult only establishments. Wow. Such as Halley's Club, the Starlight Casino, <laughs> Mall. You know what? Great segue. Wanted to thank our sponsors, Halley's Club, Match Pub and Eatery, and of course the guys, Travel Gurus, Hider. We love you, buddy. Got to thank Dave, Shaq, Raymar. Good people letting us do the podcast here. I got to give credit, Mike. Great segue. Thank that you. Was- <laughs> if uh, Avery reads out uh, sponsors, I'm going to go blow my nose so I stop sniffling <laughs> into the camera. You should do that, Mike. Yes. So Mike will be back. He's going to blow his nose. So anyway, like I said, great stuff from Mike here as he, there you go. Oh, he, he's running to the back here, Hallie. He's got a tissue. He's walking. I blew up one of my ears. Oh, dear. I, he can't hear now. I can't hear of all the Avery's he, great tape. He can't hear. Back. Uh, there you go. He's back right in the camera shot. And yes, and then every coast have had, no, no other lie, Mike. Every coast have had in my, in my broadcasting industry has either had an earring or a tattoo. As you can see, Mike. It's a triangle. If you're gonna ask uh, what it signifies, <laughs> nothing. I think it looks cool. All right. Yes. Because Brad, Brad has ink. Yolo. Matt Ingles has ink, and you have ink. Uh, Joe, no, Adam Brills. Only one doesn't have a tattoo or, ink, or uh, an earring. So well, my one, the majority of my hosts. Avery wore a are, fake earring around for a week a couple of years. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, testing we had it out to get him 20, to stop doing. I was that. testing it out in 2013. The the test proved <laughs> See, if I, if people liked it, I was going to wear it. Death was practice. That's that would have been ultimate. you. Would, the ultimate roast would have happened. So maybe, <laughs> That's maybe the problem. <laughs> so maybe my problem is I'm too like quick to roast Avery, that he, and he takes corrective action. Where sometimes like maybe I should just like let things take its course. <laughs> See, I realize here's the problem, and this goes back to Mike Riley. If you know Mike Riley and myself, our relationship, you know Mike Riley likes to roast the hell out of me. I just know if I if Mike Riley saw me with a fake earring, he oh, would yeah, have. Dead. I'd have been done if Mike saw me with a fake earring. Avery loves having <laughs> friends named Mike who have good beards. <laughs> there you go. See, Mike? There you go. Some love from uh, from my co-host to you. Although your hat game is still nowhere near as good as mine, Mike. Get on it. It's a, it's a spicy tape. Uh, yeah, Got a new hat? You know, wait. Mike, Mike came in here. I was around longer than Mike with the Eskimos. And here came Mr. Riley comes up to hacking at CFL in Edmonton. I mean, you don't play in the CFL. I'm still You're the hat king of the media. It's still CFL media. It's, CFL's a broad it's, term. It's cool He's that Avery like, reaches for a, a sports coaching uh, scene <laughs> from the 50s where it's like he wouldn't even be allowed to play the sports, let alone cover them. Wow! <laughs> wow! He dressed like Tom Lynch. <laughs> wow! Well, he knew. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> 
You have to go there on Black History Month, eh? It's Black History Month, and that's why we're... How are you going? That's why we're going. <laughs> we're celebrating. The fact that I would not be allowed to play in any of these leagues. Yeah, and, and we're celebrating that it's different now, <laughs> and, and you can wear the hat that the old white devil used to popular. My gosh, anyways. Different times. Yeah, very different times. You mentioned... All right, it's time for Avery's Black History Month, Black History Player of the Day. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Like, you know, thinking of that, I want to get into the fact that, remember... In 2017, this is a true fact on the Brian Avery. We'll get into Oilers talk in a second, but you don't want to during <laughs> during the Oilers playoff in 2016-17. John Buchagross of ESPN does a, a game where you pick the goal winners of overtime. And if you remember, Game One Sharks Oilers went to overtime. Yeah, I picked Game One goal scorers: San Jose, Joel Ward, Edmonton, Darnell Nurse. And this guy on Twitter called me out for that. Avery called. Okay, let's let's bring let's bring more context into this. Avery called me to talk about the coverage of the series, and I was like, he was like, why isn't there more focus on uh, Ward? Who like, scored in that series? Yes. Okay, but here's my point. You're not seeing the same point about Mark Latestu, who scored more goals in that series and was generally a better player. It's just like I'm like I'm all about highlighting people of color. And their achievements, but like, don't be like, "Well, this guy exists." Well, Joe Ward's a known playoff performer. You would know this, and you, he was such a known this. playoff performer. The Sharks lost in the first round. I'm talking historically. Yeah, this is a man well, who has scored goals not, in game seven. There wasn't seven. a story He's got there. Game seven it wasn't OT a story. It wasn't it was about overtime. Him being black. It was overtime. Joel Ward needs to watch out for overtime. You know this. Well, I do you know, know last this. time he did that, he did receive from Flack. Online and that was well, very that unpleasant. was very unfortunate. That's but that was not that was not my take. You know what's funny when that when he scored that goal. But hey, like you know, it's, you got to stand for people sometimes. So you know, fun aside, I was, at a, I was at a house party when he scored that goal against the Bruins. Everyone, Avery's been to a party. Look at this, <laughs> it's so cool. I jumped in the air, hit my head on the roof. It was that low when he scored that goal? Was you, were you? Was this party in a dog house? <laughs> For Avery to hit the roof, you know how low the ceiling has to be? It was a very low basement Very ceiling. low basement ceiling, I yes, bet. it was. That hurt quite a bit, hitting a cement ceiling head first. You know? <laughs> it was in a kid's plastic play place. 